ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back, and so is Joe, so here we go, your host, Joe Walton. Welcome back to the second hour of Conservative Daily Podcast. Um, I am your host, Joe Oltman. We're going to dive into some things today that I think, and, and, and I want to just let you guys know, normally Max is on here. We send over everything to the producer and they work it out with the team uh, to make sure that they have all the proper cuts and things like that. Uh, so we, we, we don't have all of that worked out because I'm not on location and Max is on vacation. But uh, we will be talking about the symposium in the second hour. We'll also be taking some calls if you want to talk about what you got out of the symposium. And then I'm going to go through a quick news break. Uh, Obviously, you guys all know that I love the Gateway Pundit. I don't always agree with some of the things that they put out. Um, But typically, Jim Hoft and Joe Hoft, who are both the founders of the Gateway Pundit, are very, 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 very astute. Uh, there's other peoples there, there that I don't particularly enjoy uh, because I don't think that they're um, on the right side of history. Um, but one of, uh, but I will, I will tell you that the people that I do enjoy and that I do like are going to be um, the founders of that. So a couple of things that I want to kind of tell you about. First of all, out of Chicago, the Chicago mayor um, backs a decision to cancel the honor guard and bagpipes for a fallen officer, Ella French, who was murdered in the street. Uh, if any of you remember, this is the police officer in Chicago who was gunned down. She had just come back from maternity leave. She leaves behind a husband and young child. And the police superintendent says that we don't have 20 minutes, quote unquote, for that stuff, but not using stuff. It, uh, it disgusts me. Now, I often say that I back police officers in my own community because police officers in my community don't. I live in a a fairly conservative community, a red community. And in that red community, our police officers and sheriffs believe in accountability. In other words, if you do something wrong, you're going to be held accountable for it. Um, So I back the blue in my neighborhood. I do not back the blue in places like Chicago, where they allow people to terrorize other people in their community and, frankly, are... Uh, you know, I'm going to go really strong on this and say allowing genocide to basically occur in the streets of South Chicago in a four to five, um, a four to five square mile area. Um, they've seen over 500 deaths this year and over 2,700 people have been shot. If you want any just comparison of of the things that happen in the media and why this should be a big deal is that these are gangbangers and people that are just terrorizing communities and they're being let out back onto the streets only to cause more havoc and uh, yet they do nothing about it. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a state of lawlessness and most of that is caused by a corrupt and compromised judiciary, which is something that we're definitely dealing with and it's something that I talked about over the last couple of days at the symposium. Um, in other news, Snopes, everybody knows that I like Snopes, right? <laughs> no, I don't like him at all. The uh, founder of Snopes was writing plagiarized reports under a fake name, spent thousands in, uh, on the company for pricey hookers. And uh, so this is the person that says that they're the arbiter of truth. Um, this is an article that just came out on the Gateway Pundit. And uh, the... the uh, and, and just something else that came up, and I'm just going to run through some of these with you really quick. This just reminded me of the call we just had from Kelly. But in Sarasota Hospital, witnesses uh, are telling that a 50-year-old man being COVID killed by hospital personnel. The doctor is restrained when he advocates for the patient. 
this is really, really what is the sickest part of our society is this radical leftist is, can only be saved by the American people. And that's something that came out very well in the symposium. It's something that I 100% support, and that is that we have to raise up. So Kelly, I would tell your sister that works as an ICU nurse that was told to leave to walk in there and raise holy hell. And if she has to be restrained, maybe we can find a way to bring 1,000 people to that hospital and start holding those those nurses and doctors responsible for killing patients um, because that's what they're doing. They're doing in order to create a narrative. They are withholding things that could save them and they are going against their, their duty as doctors and nurses. So, and uh, the, uh, th this is kind of um, amazing. There's another one that says that even though the Supreme Court ruled that you cannot have an eviction moratorium um, the court basically yesterday uh, said that the, the court's hands are tied and the Trump appointed judge leaves the Biden eviction moratorium in place, even though it has been found to be unconstitutional. Remember what I said before, rules are for thee, not for me. We saw what uh, Tlaib did by going out there and dancing. We saw what happened at the Obama uh, birthday party, 60th birthday party. It, I, I think that's absolutely disgusting. It, it, it blows my mind that I think it's 60th birthday party or is it 65th birthday party. I think it's 60th. Isn't that right? 60th birthday party? For Obama, someone's correcting 60. me. Yeah, 60. Um, but you, you saw the, you know, 800 people dancing. You saw the video of, uh, that, that was not supposed to get out that got out of them dancing without masks on, without social distancing, without doing any of the things they're telling us to do. And yet, here we are, right? Here we are. We're at that place right now where, you know, the entire society is turned upside down. We have court systems. We have legislative groups. We have things that are happening all over the country that show you that this aristocratic elite is basically turning you into a slave. You are a slave. You're a slave. You are a slave. I want you to know right now you are a slave. I don't care what color you are. If you are not a part of the aristocratic elite or a part of their goon squad, because that's what they are, you are a slave. You are a sharecropper. Your job is to give them money. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to take some segments and I'm going to talk to you about how you can fight back. Steve Bannon on The War Room said it very clearly. Here are the three things that we have to do. And one of those things is the American people have to rise up and recognize that, that we have to get to the root of what happened in the pandemic. We have to get the pandemic. You know, what, what caused it? Who caused it? We have to get to the root of January 6th and stop this weaponized narrative that they pushed against us. And the third of which is we got to get to what happened on the uh, 3rd of November in the election and stop this madness of letting these, these imbeciles, these, these pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists, I'll call them what they are, they are the liars of our society, this radical left agenda. We have to stop this trash from having a bite at the, another bite at the apple. And we've got to get to the election fraud, and we've got to make sure that all of this evidence, the overwhelming evidence, is heard. The only problem with that is, is that we're up against a judiciary that is largely compromised and has created a criminal syndicate. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, there is no doubt there is a criminal syndicate right now, a criminal syndicate that exists in our country. They are a fraternity. They talk to each other and they're doing it with impunity. We, what do we have to do? I have to hide. Why do I have to hide? Why do I have to go into hiding? Because a, a Antifa activist judge, that's what she is. She marched and, and I'm going to kind of swoop over here a little bit. We have a, a judge in the case with Eric Coomer. They went to the improper venue. They went to Denver where nobody has an office. Nobody. And Coomer's not in Denver, but he went to some other area, went straight to the Denver, the heart of this blue area, 
filed a case for defamation, although I'd never lied. He's up in Salida. I'm in Douglas County. Our offices at a, at a worst go to the 18th district, which is Arapahoe, Elbert, and, and Douglas County in Colorado. Went to that area, and th- this, these judges in this blue area are controlled by this fraud. And now more evidence is coming out that there are people inside of the Colorado court system that are saying, well, I wonder if there's a reward. So we're going to put up a reward for someone to come out as a whistle, another whistleblower. And we've offered an award to a couple other whistleblowers in the case of the Colorado Supreme Court Chief Justice, which, by the way, was just put under investigation for quid pro quo of a $2.1 million contract to someone that had been sexually assaulted or sexually harassed by some of these judges in the Colorado court system. We are at a place where we are in a crisis. We are in a crisis in our community. We are in a corruption crisis. And uh, frankly, it just goes all the way to the end. So I have to stay in hiding because they want me to divulge the Antifa person that gave me access to that call. The judge was told in open court, judge, they will kill this person. And her comment back was, I guess we'll see, won't we? How bad is that? How bad is that? Just like we're dealing with on the vaccine and other areas. How bad is it when we deal right now with a, with a, a, a activist who marched in the Antifa uh, protest last June, made her own cards, went out there with her kids and husband, went out and did all of that, gave money to right wing or excuse me, left wing extremists. And what? Where are we right now? Where are we right now? Now they want us to divulge this person so they could kill that person, all in an effort to become a proxy for, again, this weaponized group of people that has corrupted our entire, our entire country. It's time that we, the people, rise up and take care of that. I'm going to do my part, but right now i got to hide in a place where nobody knows where I am so that I can uh, do the work that needs to be done in the court system. So um, you can call in today if you want. It is open line Friday, 888-441-1121. I want to talk to, hey, uh, so Producer Josh, did we get the uh, uh, David Clements clip? Did we get that taken down from the um, symposium? Did you get that? I think they have it queued, um, the one where he starts talking, because that's what they've handed me. It's an hour long. But it's, it's an hour long. you got some parts and pieces that, you can, that we can put up specifically. They, they give, I have one here I can play for you right now. Okay, go ahead and play this. This is the professor, David Clements. Go ahead. And they weren't. I represented myself. The only leverage they were going to have against me is if they buried me with legal fees. So I went along. I said, I'll see you at trial. Then I'm going to have you. You're strong with your money and your resources, but at some point, this is going somewhere. And if it gets into a courtroom, you're mine. So we got there through that attitude, through that perseverance. We're going to get there the same way through this next image in Arizona. Full forensic audit. Full forensic audit. This is the reconstruction of the murder of your vote. And it's going to take place, come hell or high water, in all 50 states. You're going to get your cyber. You're going to get your routers. You're going to get your paper. You're going to get it all because you're going to demand it 
you're going to take it because it's yours. Now, let's go to the next reason. Why am I doing this? Next image, please. This is why. That's my daughter. You have kids? Are they worth it? My daughter, Eleanor, she's in a basket. She's cowering. She didn't know I was going to use this picture. This is a long time ago, but I think this summarizes exactly the fate of our children. That little basket there looks a lot like prison bars. And she's hiding. She's waiting for the adults to step up, pick them up, comfort them, give them hope, fight for their future, restore the rightful president. That's why I don't care if I get fired. That's why I don't care if I get killed. That's why I don't care about any of this. You know, when he, when he put his daughter up on the screen, I couldn't help but just be drawn to the fact that we're kindred spirits. And every time that I've met with uh, the professor, every time that I've spent time with him, he's one of the most consistent, caring people. And he said, because she's worth it. And more importantly, he said, because we're worth it. And uh, he, he doesn't, he, he, has no, he has no fear. He has no desire to back down. He talked about being sued because he's been sued, because they've weaponized systems. They've weaponized entire environments. People call in their chips and they get these lawyers to show up and they do everything they can to bypass an anti-slap statute and make it go for 10 months and take information they're not entitled to and over, overcome or, or, or overwrite case law and, and violate process. And, they, and we're just supposed to take it. We're just supposed to take it. And the professor, David Clements, does not take it. And I don't take it. And Mike Lindell doesn't take it. And General Flynn doesn't take it. And Patrick Byrne doesn't take it. And you see what's happening. We see this thing grow. So now I want to address something. I'm going to address what I addressed today earlier on Telegram, and that is PCAPs or packet captures. And the left is, is it, the whole symposium could have gone perfectly. And they would have come in and said, and I know how they work because I'm a tech guy. So pay attention to this. Hit the share button if you can. If you can't, at least share the, the back to conservative-daily.com at the podcast. Just share that link and say, listen, when you get a chance, go back and listen to this. This is really important stuff. But it could have gone perfectly. We could have had a perfect, absolutely flawless presentation. The packet captures would have been 100% validated. They couldn't validate it on one side or the other. We had people on another team that were working. They were working on making sure that these packet captures, these P, that, that they were safe. That they were safe to actually open. They were safe to actually go through. We found some things that we shouldn't have. We also found some infiltrations inside of the uh, symposium, people exchanging badges, taking pictures, trying to dox people. I mean, it was nuts what we were dealing with on an everyday basis, and I was there. I was there. There was a ton of things that were happening right now that, that you can't explain that were happening at the symposium. Mike Lindell, by the way, if what I'm telling you, if, 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 the, if the PCAPs are, are fake, and there are people who say that they're fake, that they're not real, 
then why did they put stuff inside of the code, inside the PCAPs, that would have led to massive problems related to security, giving us access to things we should not have access to? Why would they put that stuff inside of the PCAPs? Why? Why? Why did they physically assault Mike Lindell? They physically assaulted Mike Lindell at the hotel. Why would they do that? That, bre that leads me down another path, right? But I want to talk about the PCAPs right now. The people saying, where are the PCAPs? 9-0, I can tell you right now, it should be 9-0, and it should have been 9-0 nine months ago. It should have been. They should never have been able to dismiss a lawsuit from Texas on the grounds of standing, not having standing, when Texas is adversely affected by the absolute fraud and the election being stolen in other states. It 100% should be 9-0. If we had a Supreme Court that was not compromised, the judiciary right now is acting as a weapon, just like the other parts of our society are acting as weapons against the people. And by the way, if I'm wrong... If I'm wrong, if what I'm saying is wrong, then how the heck under Section 230 can a social media platform go in and say, it's been settled, nothing to see here. We're going to act as a proxy for a specific political group, and we are going to censor and take away by proxy your First Amendment right. You have a right to have a, a difference of opinion. You have a right to speak your mind. You have a right to be curious. You have a right. So why in the world would they be silencing everyone if what we're saying is not true? They would just say, look, go, go be stupid. Go be there. Eh. But see, they have weaponized everything against us. And so the PCAPs, the packet captures, it's important. The PCAPs, only a few PCAPs were given to the tech guys. But the reason why many of the other PCAPs were not given to them is because we had an infiltration inside of that room. It's true. It's true. Because, by the way, and here's how I know it's true, okay? And you cannot trust me all you want. I can tell you right now, not a one of you, not a one of you, other than the people that I mentioned before, have risked as much as I have. I no longer am the CEO of my company. I got personal security detail that watches out for me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I can't go anywhere in peace. Now I truly can't go anywhere in peace. I can't go just enjoy a hamburger. I can't do the things that I want to do. I can't spend time on my passion. My passion was technology. My passion was innovation. My passion was helping people. Now I, I can't do any of that anymore. And I knew what the risks were coming forward. And they want to say that somewhere along the line that there was some sort of conspiracy because that's what they do. Somewhere along the line, I was having conversations with people. And what they're finding out by these depositions is it's a nothing burger. That their client, Eric Coomer, he's the one they need to have, be having conversations with. In the words of DeSantis, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Don't do it. But as we walk through this, as we walk through this, I'm going to tell you truth. So I provided information to those rooms. I gave them hard drives. And when I gave them hard drives, that hard drive contained information, images. Now, I had nothing to do with what happened in Mesa, and I hadn't seen that. But I gave them information because I wanted to see what they did with it. And I was able to see what they did with that information. And I can tell you right now, there was... 
there was adverse parties in that room that wanted to do nothing but destroy the opportunity for us to go forward with PCAVs. And then we were able to find some things inside of that that was, and again, I, I, don't, know, I don't know about packet captures. It's not something I'm good, I don't have any expertise in that area. So if you're gonna tell me if they are or aren't, I've seen them, but what we, what we did not expect, what we did not expect going into the symposium was an infiltration at the rate that the infiltration came within the symposium. And by the way, if, if there's nothing, if, if it's a nothing burger, right? If there's nothing to see here and the election's free, you know, fair and it's the gold standard, as they said, then why are they destroying evidence? Why are they doing that? Why are they infiltrating the symposium? Why are they attacking Mike Lindell? Guys, you have to ask yourself the question. Why are they silencing it? Why is it you could see the Mockingbird media go over and over and over and over again? You could see it. You saw one story where they pinned down Josh Merritt, otherwise known as Spider Monkey. Spider, excuse me, not Spider Monkey. I just put them two together. Spider. Why is it that they took something he said out of context where he said, listen, we, we haven't had the opportunity. I, we haven't had, been able to give it to anyone. And they turned that into there's nothing to see here. They turned everything around. Josh Merritt is an honest guy. He wanted to be honest. He wanted to tell you that this is what we're working on. This is, this is how it's maturing. We didn't expect all of these other things to happen. But the left, that's what they do. They create chaos and they lie. They lie. And then we see over and over again different pedophiles that pop up everywhere. And they all happen to be Democrats or rhinos, people that are Republican in name only or conservative in name only that say that they're Christian while they advocate for killing babies. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now, 100%, Mike Lindell has enough information. We as the American people have enough information. We have enough information, information right now. We have enough information right now to get to what I think is deviations. And I'm just, I'm going to simplify it for you. The PCAP deal is a real deal. Now, do I know the PCAPs, can I validate any of them? No, because it's not my expertise. Do I trust the people that I trust inside of Mike Lindell's camp? Yes, I do. He's got good people there. You know, Colonel Phil Waldron is a good man. He's put his entire reputation, spent time in the military, involved in this. He invoked the executive order on the PCAP specifically based on information that they thought was credible to the threat of the people there and the people doing the work inside those rooms. And then we uncovered people 100%, I watched them walk them out. I watched it. And the, these weren't people that, that I mean, they just, they just blend in. They're sociopathic. They blended in. All for a thirst to get to something and to discredit other information. And to take information that I knew was absolutely credible and then say, ah, well, what's this? As they add files to it? Hmm. I, I saw some crazy stuff. And again, this is what the left does. The left lies, cheats, steals, takes away, does things to hurt people, right? I, I think that you have to start using your brain and us start using our brawn. That doesn't mean that it's a call to violence. I would pray that we never have to go to a call to violence. But we gotta stop playing defense and playing four or five, six steps behind. The radical left is trash and they have infiltrated every part of our society. They are making us all miserable because they're miserable people. Now let me put the PCAP thing aside. I, I hope I answered the question. If I didn't answer the question, s s send me a comment. Call in. 
and tell me, Joe, but, 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 but. If you're going to go but, 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 I just told you everything that I know. I just told you that the left infiltrated it and I saw it happen. And you know what? You can call anybody. You can say anything you want to anyone else. You can say that Hannity is compromised. That, and I would, you would tell me that uh, uh, Dan uh, Crenshaw is compromised. I would tell you he is 100%. 100%. 100 compromised when you talk about the election being fair and free. Because why? Because you got in? Oh, don't worry. The second you turn your back on them, that'll go away too. So then we need to talk about what else came out of the, of the symposium that is more critical and bigger. It's so much bigger than even, and maybe it's because I don't understand. I know, what, I know what packet captures do. I know that they have EXE files and they have the ability to do executables and those executables can change and flip votes. I believe that that is possible. I believe it's possible because I know tech. I also believe that you could park a Mack truck through all of the security protocols inside of Dominion voting systems and how it operates, that it was designed. I believe it was designed to create opportunities for fraud. Now, whether or not Dominion voting systems or the pump companies behind them knew about that, like they, you, have these, you have these funding companies behind it, these, these hedge funds that have invested billions of dollars into this deal, that whether or not they knew about it, I can't imagine they would. I can't imagine they would. You, I call them useful idiots, right? But I can't, I can't discount it. I can't say one way or another. But I think now there's enough evidence, especially given what we have in Antrim County, what, what, Dan, or excuse me, what Matt DiPerno out of Antrim County has been able to create and collect, not just from Michigan, but all over the country. I think that you could watch the, the deep rig and you have to come to a realization that what happened in the deep rig is a clear indication. It is a clear indication of what is happening of what is happening in our, um, sorry, somebody sent me a text message. Um, yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and play something real quick. I wanna play this as CNN uh, did on uh, mocking Lindell. Let's go ahead and play that, that clip. Old technology was attacked. So the conference was supposed to begin about an hour ago, uh, but Lindell is having some problems with streaming live the event on his website. He's claiming without any evidence that it's because of an attack, that his systems have been attacked. There's hacks and cyber attacks every day. All right, stop it. Okay, so that guy that, by the way, is a correspondent that doesn't know Jack about anything having to do with um, uh, technology knows that it, we had an entire team, we meaning that the symposium, and, and I believe that I am a brother in arms to everyone that was there to uncover it as well as having conversations with legislators and things like that. I'm going to tell you right now, that guy has zero understanding of technology and stands up there without evidence. You'll notice that he said without evidence and the guy is a total sham. He is a useful idiot that stands up because that's what's on the, the paper. Now, how do I know that was what's on the paper? I'm gonna tell you how I know it's on the paper because one of these useful idiots that for CNN and those others dropped one of their cards and it said TP, talking points. <laughs> I walked into the room and watched as these tech guys, which, by the way, were hired on the outside, said we are under constant attack. We are being attacked to make sure that they're taking down the feed. Uh, at one point, one of the hackers that was hacking in uh, took down the feed and came back up. When it came back up, it was all in Chinese. I thought that was uh, humorous because it's a play on the fact that the CCP is, um, has infiltrated our elections. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tell you right up front, 
that you, when you have a useful idiot that gets out there and says, again, oh, you know, he doesn't have any evidence, it is what the mocking media, Mockingbird media is doing. And it's, it's creating useful idiots out of people that are unknowingly following this radical leftist agenda because they want to feel good without doing good. These are godless people, people that don't believe in God, right, and don't care about what the outcome is. I often said, I said this literally eight years ago. I was talking to my friend. I go, you know what the, the thing is? You're going to have a generation that is going to rise up, and that generation is going to 100% want to see how they could band together to just destroy everything. And people go, come on, that's kind of cynical. But it started happening. It started happening. That's what technology can do. It can give you access to things that you normally wouldn't have access to. Give you access to be able to get together on some Reddit channel or 4chan or one of these other places and say, hey, let's go over here. And if you think that I'm wrong, look what they did to uh, AMC stock, right? Or GameStop. They, they destroyed a billionaire. And by the way, if you don't think that those billionaires have now figured out a way to lower the algorithms as far as on that stock, so no matter if you buy 500000 and you got people go in, the stock's still not going to go up. It's not going to go up. They're going to level it out. They're going to make it so that it levels out completely. So they're going to manipulate things on their side. But this CNN guy came in and said something at the very beginning to try and discredit it. There's only one problem. There was all 50 states that were represented at the symposium. All 50 states, all 50 states, and I got a chance to talk to some of those, those uh, representatives from those different states, even at the very end on the third day. So I want to read to you one of the things that they said, right? Because I, I had to write it down, so I'm going to paraphrase it. Say, Joe, I was disappointed in not having access to the PCAP data. I do understand there was a massive threat and I do hope they are able to get to the point where the PCAP data can be analyzed and presented to the American people. With that said, I find it more troubling, the information coming out of Colorado and Jenna Griswold's, Secretary of State Jenna Griswold's, Griswold's attack on a sitting Colorado, sorry, a sitting Colorado uh, County Clerk and Recorder. Sorry, it's written. Um, I believe the information that was presented related to Mesa County and the subsequent desire to over to overcome this data shows a breach of trust of the people of Colorado, and they need to immediately remove Dominion voting systems from. They need to immediately remove Dominion voting systems from their state and call for an audit in all of the 60-plus counties remaining. Okay, so that was a sitting senator from one of the states that was there. I asked, and she wrote it down really quickly. I asked her, will you do me a favor? Will you tell me how it goes when you go back to your state? She goes, it's already too late. We already called back. We've been having conversations. We're a majority Republican um, legislator, legislative group. And we are going to have an audit. And she goes, and I'm not going to stop until we get an audit. And, I, and so I, I asked her simply, so how, do, how are you going to guarantee you get an audit? She goes, well, I, don't, I think that we've found enough political cover here today that we can firmly justify Thank you. <laughs> Brought me my glasses. 
um, can firmly justify the need for an audit to restore public trust. One of the things that I did is I got up on stage and I talked about deviations. And deviations is a way that I can dumb it down to a fifth grader and I can just ask simple questions. I don't have to get to the complications of PCAPs. I don't have to get to the complications of um, any of the minute details. I can explain all of the things based on a breach of public trust, based on var vari variable deviations in what the processes should be. Now that could be behavioral deviations. Oh, we got a video. Okay, so you got a video ready to me talk about, this is me talking about DeepRig. So I'm looking at one screen over here, one screen down here. I am by myself. Max isn't here. And so I'm, uh, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and play it. Thing to know is that most Americans, most people are not coders, right? Would you agree with that? So if you're not a coder and you're, you're relying on software, you're relying on a program, then at any point your, your mind deceives you. you. You wake up one day and something happens, something different happens. We talked about what Seth put up here, which is the mathematical probability. You'll listen to the Deep Rig, which is the documentary that was built by Patrick Byrne. And when you get into that, you see uh, Bobby Python stands up there and says, uh, talks about probabilities on that as well with male, female, and you, undefined. So if you just look at the basic facts, ignore the thousands of affidavits on the behavioral deviation, and you look at the basic facts, it's enough to push most of America to say that there's a breach of trust. So if we get too complicated, then they start saying, oh, this is nothing. If we get too specific, they'll say, well, we can disprove that. Well, I can disprove anything in a vacuum. But it's collectively, as you start looking at it, the mountains of evidence that exist, mountains of evidence that exist, is too much to ignore. And all we're asking for as the American people is, we'll accept the truth. I will accept the truth. I'll even accept that, that maybe Eric Coomer got on that and it was hyperbolic, right? That he just wanted to puff his chest and have a little bit of him. I'd accept that if all of the other indicators did not show that we're dealing with a massive fraud on the American people. I'm a, okay, I'm a, I'm a realist, right? I just want... So while I was up there, um, I, I just wanted people to understand that even if you get past, even if you get past one piece of evidence, you explain one piece of evidence away, there's 25, 30, 40, 50 right behind it. Um, and the, you, you look at the deviations and the things that we deal with. And now I want to get into what happened with Mesa County, Colorado, and what happened afterwards. So uh, the... Tina Peters is a sitting county clerk and recorder for Mesa County, okay? She had been following some of the, the allegations against Jenna Griswold and some of the things that Jenna was doing specifically in changing the laws, changing the rules, uh, being tied back to George Soros. It's, it's as clear as day that she was funded by George Soros. She was a George Soros candidate. That's, that should be enough to scare you, by the way, the radical left and this dark money that exists. So we know that she's tied to that dark money, and she started to become uncomfortable with the relationship and the conversation she was having related to Dominion voting systems. Now, this, this uncomfortability is because she started asking questions. She started asking questions as the Secretary of State. And so as you get through, what do we have now here? You have that video? Okay, go ahead. Uh, David Clemens talks about it. Okay, go ahead and put that up. These forensic images from Dominion, it's a recording. 
You see, I wasn't sure I was going to get a conviction in my murder case based on the credibility of a drug user who wanted to save herself and her babies because no one could see it, put it together. The case had holes. But once we got that recording from the hitman in front of the jury, it was over. It was over. You've got evidence that's even more compelling that tells you at least in Mesa County, it's over. And if you watch that Secretary of State get do her press conference today, her hands were shaking because she knows she's lying through her teeth. True story. And she knows we're on to her. And we spent hours and we got her goods. I love it. Blood in the water, folks. Now, some curious things happened. We, we heard from a gentleman that stood up here, I forget his name, but he wore the black shirt, and he told you about them doing a deep dive on just a little sliver, just a little sliver of this evidence that they found through the forensic evidence or the forensic images. And one of the things that he mentioned was that there was some evidence they haven't been able to verify. So I'm not telling you to, to take this uh, with a 100% confidence, but apparently there were email servers in some foreign countries. What he didn't tell you is one of those email servers was located in Senegal. Again, we haven't verified this. They've just had, he just told they're going to have three weeks, four weeks, and this might not be true. But it's curious because if you click on that next uh, video, as we went from Maricopa and we go across the globe, eventually one of the addresses you land, land at is going to be in this curious, curious place Senegal. called Senegal. Now, some of you are going, that's, that's Africa, that's not China, so why should we care? You got to tie Senegal to China. Why is that? Let's look at the next box. Why China sees Senegal as a belt and road springboard? They throw money at these third world countries and they set up their technical infrastructure. They have servers there. Are we getting closer to China, folks? I think we are. Let's go ahead and go in the next slide here. Again, we haven't proven that, but we've got three weeks to get close to the mark, don't you think? My hands aren't shaking when I say that. All right, go ahead, take it down. Oh. You, you, if you ever watched the video with Jenna Griswold, the Secretary of State of Colorado, if you watched that video, it, um, you know, I worked as um, a negotiator. I worked over in the Middle East and Africa, and I did a bunch of really cool things. And uh, one of the things that I was able to uncover um, was knowing when people are lying. And when Jenna got up there, she had to play she had to go very quickly. They had to figure out a way to discredit what was happening. And Jenna Griswold was trying to discredit Tina Peters. 
So they raided her office with a warrant um, after they were told that there was an investigation ongoing that Tina Peters has an obligation, has an obligation to make sure that the elections are safe and secure. She has an obligation to make sure that she protects and serves the interests of the people in her community. So after getting all the information about Jenna Griswold, and by the way, I didn't know anything about what was going on there. I found out about it when I got off the airplane in South Dakota. And I had another person who is, uh, that works in government that called me and said, you need to know what's happening in, in uh, Mesa County. And so I picked up the phone and started having the conversation. And lo and behold, as we walked through it, I decided I was going to call firsthand, just call Tina Peters and just ask her a question. I was like, hey, how's it going? She told me, she goes, look, I, Joe, I said, this is Joe Oltman. She's like, Joe Oltman, oh boy. <laughs> she was very nice, very authentic. And she said, look, I, I didn't have a choice but to do an investigation on the Secretary of State because I thought, thought there was a breach of public trust. And when there's a breach of public trust and I'm using something that could become a machine against the people in my community, then I have an obligation to do that investigation. I'm investigating the crooked, corrupt nature of Jenna Griswold, the Secretary of State, and this deep state criminal syndicate that exists in the state of Colorado. Now, she didn't say those are my words, but I already know what happened in my case in Denver. It shouldn't even be in Denver. It should be somewhere else. I already know what I'm dealing with when it comes to a compromised judiciary. But here, in this case, Jenna Griswold gets up on stage and she's shaking because she's lying and she knows she's caught because she knows that we did a, that, that we, we being the brothers in arms, right? And I promise you, they're going to, at some point, try to create a nexus. And I'm going to tell you right now, right here, didn't know about it. And I think they didn't want me to know about it. And I'm glad that I didn't know about it. I'm glad I didn't know about it. But let's just put, put that aside for a minute. They know that there is an image before and there's an image after. There's an image before, there's an image after. They're using terms like it was stolen. This is stolen information. No. See, the county clerk and recorder has an obligation to protect the interest of the voters in her community. She is elected to be in that position. She has an obligation to stand up when she finds or sees corruption. And in this case, so evidently corruption that it's, it's, it's hard to ignore. Now, had she done an image before and an image after this trusted build in between, and by the way, we haven't even started talking about the recorded conversations of other people in other counties about what happened on the trusted build and the information that those county clerks and recorders and or whistleblowers were able to come up with I haven't even started talking about that. See, I wanted to seed. I, I, I believe loose lips sink ships, so sometimes I'll give you information, but I know a lot more information than that. It's the same thing when I came out with information about Coomer and I, and that, and that started getting discovery and asking questions and saying, all right, where's your, where's your information? I, so I started doing more research, and I come up with more research, and I give it to them, such as someone that runs a Soros-backed organization that's hanging out at Eric Coomer's house with Matt Crane and a bunch of the other county clerks and recorders at Eric Coomer's house. Right? And that came out with the Gateway Pundit. Who do you think gave that information to him? I did. So I have more information. But they're caught. They're caught. 
because we know that the image before and the image after, and we know that Tina Peters would have said, okay, these images are the same. This is a nothing burger. You know what? They're not doing anything wrong. That's all she wanted to know is, are they lying to the people that I represent? Are they using me as a useful idiot to lie to my constituents? And if that is the case, then I will tell them to go, all go pound sand. What you're doing is dividing our community. But you know what? That's not what they found. And now we have someone that is elected by the people that went back to the people in her community that was elected to represent them to make sure that there is no breach of public trust. And do you know what happened? Do you know what happened when they went back and they did this image before and they did the image later? You know what happened? All the logs were deleted. The BIOS was changed. And what the Secretary of State did was come out and say, oh, you put passwords on a right-wing blog. That's not even true. That's a lie. See, I know where they were actually posted, and it wasn't a right-wing blog. And there are no conspiracy theories. She attacks an entire group of people on live TV. On live TV, she, she attacks people using another, another conduit of their collusion together, this criminal syndicate, Channel 9 News and, you know, Kyle Clark, the big clown, used that syndicate and others to push out this garbage, this, these lies. And she's shaking, and I was sitting there. I was sitting there, and we were listening to it in a big room, and we had a guy that was a behavioral analysis that stood up there, and he goes, she's lying. Look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. She did herself a great disservice by doing that. And then we had other sociopaths that decided they were going to speak as well. And then Matt Crane got up there. Matt Crane, who, by the way, is the head of the Colorado County Clerks and Recorders. And he says, Tina Peters is not a hero. The hero is the other 63 County Clerks and Recorders that fall in line. You want to know about Matt Crane? Let me tell you about Matt Crane. Matt Crane is married to a woman who, by the way, worked for Dominion. Worked for Dominion. How does that make you feel? The very person, the very person standing on stage next to Jenna Griswold is the same person whose wife worked for Dominion Voting Systems. How do you, how do you explain that? How do you explain that away? How? Coincidence? Coincid is it a coincidence? Is it a coincidence that they deleted files? Federal law states that you cannot, for 22 months, take any information related to an election and destroy it. Not my rule. It's a federal rule. But you know what? They want to change that, too, in this HR1, this S1, HR1. They want to change it. They want to make it impossible for you to know that they're cheating. And now we know that they're cheating. Now, where does that information go? What did I already tell you about the judiciary? We have enough information right now with Matt DiPerno, who, by the way, is awesome. Matt DiPerno is awesome. He is tirelessly going after all of the data. The information he has is, and he's running for the attorney general up in, in Michigan because he's had enough. And they want to say PCAPs. And I want to tell you right now, we got them dead to rights. And they don't even know the other information we have because we don't know who we can trust in the government. We know the FBI is compromised. What are you going to do, give it to them? You think Hunter Biden's uh, laptop ended up anywhere they needed to go? I'm not, I'm not ready to talk about Seth Keschel yet, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to talk about him in a minute. But 
I, I want to get this point across. I want to get the point across that right now we're, we're dealing with a compromised, this is completely, comp, we're dealing in a completely environment of completely compromised individuals inside of our government. Yes. We've got uh, Matt Crane's wife working for Dominion, the article, if you want to put it up. Yeah, go ahead. Put that up. Put the article up. Matt Crane, critic of TPG, that is the Gateway Pundit article on obvious questions of 2020 election results in Colorado, was not forthright. Turns out his wife worked for Dominion and Sequoia for over a decade. A decade. This is the person that they put on the, on, this is the thing that they do. See, they do this thing where Matt Crane lost the Arapahoe County, County Clerk and Recorder position, uh, the system, and then all of a sudden he goes and gets another job somewhere else and gets paid, gets taken care of with that little rhino group, make it look like it's not something it should be, little shell game, comes out as the head of the County Clerk Association of Colorado, right? By the way, a group that's funded by dark money, dark money, Dark, dark money. And then, <laughs> turns out, guess what? He gets rewarded. His wife worked for Dominion Voting Systems for over a decade. Was critical, but never talked about that connection. Matter of fact, his wife hides the fact that she's married to him. Yeah, because Lisa Flanagan Crane. <laughs> That's what you do when you hide. Should we talk about well, the connections between Pelosi and Newsom and the, the now new governor of New York City? Should we talk, or, new York, or governor of New York? Should we talk about that? It's a crime syndicate, people. It's a crime syndicate. We're dealing with criminals. We're dealing with criminals, and we have a compromised judiciary. It comes down to two things, ladies and gentlemen, two things. One is greed, and one is power. Money and power. Two things that don't mean a lot to me. What means something to me is the American people. You mean something to me. I do all of this for you. And I don't do it because I want to... I don't do it because I, 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 I like beating on myself. I don't do any of that for that reason. We, we are dealing with a subversion of our Constitution, right? Right? And they're going to take everything away from you. And by the time you're, you, you know it, it will be a larger gap. And they've been talking about this gap for decades now between the rich and the poor. More people will be poor, and then we'll have this aristocratic elite that basically gets to treat us like we're trash. And they are the trash. You, you, have, you, have to, you have to see, you can't even believe. I can't even begin to start to tell you what we're dealing with in our country. And by the way, I don't get that excited about it. I stand up here all the time and I, I you know, I, I get, when I get excited, you know I'm excited. When I get upset, you know I'm ex uh, I get upset. And the reason why I get upset is because it should matter to you. It should matter to you as people. It doesn't matter if we have a job tomorrow. It doesn't matter if we have a couch or a TV or a car or a house, you're not going to have it for much longer if you don't stand up. And I believe that the American people are the thing that can bring us into that place. I want to talk about the registration rates and some of the things that also came up. So I'm going to skip back that. I'm going to let you watch this quick video while I grab a little drink of water. This is Seth Keschel, who, by the way, is awesome. This rolls in Maricopa County, but even so, 
since the presidential primaries, Maricopa County had a 1.3 to 1 registration edge for Republicans. And I spoke to a gentleman earlier today who said that the Republicans now in Arizona are out-registering Democrats 4 to 1. So there's a serious surge now for voter registration, understanding the importance of getting people involved in party politics. Number six, this is a good one. U.S. House elections. Has anybody heard the phrase, a rising tide lifts all boats? So one would think with a large electoral landslide by any party, you could expect down ticket effects to sweep in members of that person's party. Here's a few examples. 1980, Reagan won by 10% popular vote. The Republicans picked up 34 U.S. House seats. This is a time, some of you may remember this, in which Republicans did not have a majority in the House for about 40 years, not until the contract with America in 94 did that change. Reagan reelected in 84, humongous victory, and they pulled back, Republicans pulled back 16 House seats net that had been lost in the midterms in 82. And then for the sake of including the Democratic Party here in a landslide recently, you have Obama's large 2008 win, 7% popular vote win, brought 21 House seats for Democrats. So let's talk about 2020. How do we think? So 306 electoral votes is pretty impressive. I mean, especially given the level of polarization that we have today, it's not bad. How do we think the Democrats did in the U.S. House in 2020? Minus 13. Not one single Republican House incumbent was defeated. So everyone showed up to vote Republican down ticket, but make sure we put a new president in. The trend of Florida. Anybody from Florida here? Florida, Michigan, and Pennsylvania have strong correlation with their working class vote. The next slide I'm going to show you is a little busy, but it could be busier. This trend goes all the way back to 1932. The red and the blue, this represents the party that made gains in those states, not necessarily the party that won. George Bush carried Florida in 88, but I have it in blue because the, the state went several more points towards Democrats, eight points exactly. Uh, so you have a Republican state, but it trended blue. So likewise, Pennsylvania, Michigan followed Florida. So Florida was my lead indicator on election night. I was watching for a Trump win larger than 1.2%, which would suggest to me based on 88 years of statistics that Pennsylvania and Michigan confirming Pennsylvania's registration trend would follow behind Florida. And of course, for the first time in 88 years, we had Florida went two points more Republican and Pennsylvania and Michigan backed off to the left. So the trend of Florida has serious correlation to what goes on in the industrial Midwest. This is definitely going to interest you. This is Trump's performance in the battlegrounds. So we could be talking about counties, we could be talking about states. Clearly, in Arizona, we're really talking about one county, although we could certainly make a case for, for Pima County for a forensic audit as well, and maybe that will happen. When a Republican candidate, when the Republican brand loses steam, and you can see this pretty much as far back as you want to look, you see a flatlining of votes, which usually corresponds with registration data, and then you see a decline in Republican vote shares and then a coalition shift in the opposite direction. Not the gains that President Trump made in 2020. This is Maricopa County. Let me tell you what you're looking at here. 
you're looking at net votes gained from previous election. In 2004, George Bush had a record Republican vote gain in Maricopa County of 199,000 votes from 2000. And then John Kerry had 118,000 more than Al Gore did. That is the Democrat record in Maricopa County for new votes gained in one election, 118,000. Barack Obama had 97,000 new votes from Kerry. Then he was flat in 2012. And then Clinton had 101,000 new votes from Obama's 2012 performance. You can see here that Donald Trump carried Maricopa County with fewer votes than Mitt Romney had four years prior, still carried the county. Now this year, this is a county that hasn't been Democrat since 1948. 1948, a long time ago. Donald Trump says Republican record vote gain coming in Maricopa County, 248,000 new votes. And then 338,000 net new Biden votes from 2016 to win the state by 10,000. Okay, so these, this is why, even if you can't put it into words, why there's an audit going on in Maricopa County. I was just in Georgia last week. You know, the South is great for hospitality. I grew up in the South. Who's from Georgia? I know Candace was here earlier. Anybody from Georgia? No? Okay, so in a Republican stronghold, in a place like Texas or Georgia, a lot of the strength for the Republican Party comes out of right, go ahead and take this suburban up. counties or exurban counties. We'll put this up so you can actually put it on the website. We'll put it on uh, as a link so you can watch it. But if you get a ch chance to watch Seth in action, it's much like the information that Bobby Python, it's not the same information, it's different, but it's another way, another method of looking at the data from different states that prove the fraud. I just sent you an article. Go ahead and put that article up. So this is an article by a guy named uh, Eric Malbetch. Now, here's what you need to know about Eric. On, on a, <laughs> Eric is Antifa. Eric is an activist and follows Antifa. He 100% of the time, if you go back and look at everything that he does, is pro-Antifa and anti. And one of the people that, um, that was referred to in the phone call that we had. So he was the one that on that call that I was on, they were talking about friendlies. They were talking about people that were connected, right? And Eric was one of those. So this is an article at the Colorado Times Recorder that uh, Eric, who personally writes all sorts of stuff, and, and you can look at his stuff, it's, it's, uh, it, it's absolutely nuts. It, 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 it's, it's nuts the things that he actually writes. If you look at his articles that he's written, and you go back and look at those articles all the way back, um, it is amazing how they follow anyone and everyone that opposes their cabal because they've infiltrated different areas. Now, back in November, or excuse me, back in October of 2020, before the election, I did a video of, uh, you know, I did a, a meeting for FEC United. And in that meeting for FEC United, which is, stands for Faith, Education, and Commerce, you can become a member for $60 a year. Um, that's Faith, Education, and Commerce, FECUnited.com. You can, we, we did a thing where I was uncovering Antifa journalists, people that, were, that are aligned with Antifa, right? and that are writing bad things about anyone and everyone that opposes their Antifa uh, 
violence and uh, against Americans, against people in the community. And he wrote an article about it. Now, that was on October 15th. I said that I was going to be going after journalists. And on October 16th, he created an article. That was before the election, ladies and gentlemen. And guess what? I told them on that call <laughs> that I infiltrated Antifa. That was before the election. So, so wh where is the baseless claims of not being on a call when they wrote an article about me going after Antifa journalists, and that was the call I was on. But I lied. We are dealing with a massive, massive, massive amount of fraud against the American people. Look, there's so much to learn by listening to the symposium, so much to learn. One of the things you're definitely going to learn by watching the symposium, one of the things you're going to learn very quickly is going to be that they are going to do everything they can to suppress the truth. But what's coming out with Tina Peters, we don't know who to give it over to. Who do we give it to? Do we give it to the State Department? Well, maybe. Do, is there anyone that's brave enough to stand up? We saw what Barr did, right? We saw what Mark Meadows did. And don't tell me Mark Meadows is a good guy working for a, a right-wing deal. I've, I've seen enough to know that they hate conservatives. They hate conservatives. The Republican Party in Washington. And stop giving money to the Republican Party. Stop. You go straight to your candidates and you give your candidates money and you don't give it any other way than a check or you make sure it goes directly to them. No win red, no none of that. Guys, listen to me. Spread that. Boycott and boycott. Do those things. I think I have to read the ad. Don't I have to read the ad? Did I miss the ad? I need to read the ad. I'm going to read the ad and then I got a couple of closing thoughts. Today's podcast, again, brought to you by Air Medicare Network. Do you live in a rural area? In a, on a hard-to-reach road, do you, do you like to hike or spend time outdoors or doing high-risk things? Do you even drive, just driving? Um, health insurance won't always cover the cost of emergency medical flight, but with the Air MedCare Network, you're covered. For as little as $85 a year, your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medical transport. And if you use promo, codes daily, promo code daily, you'll receive up to a $50 e-card or e-gift card uh, when you sign up. And if you sign up, you can go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily. Um, I did sign up. I've been now a member for the last four months. Um, I do want to make sure that we do as much as we can to protect us. We need to be protected. So final thoughts. <sighs> they cut the tongue out of the people that tell the truth. We know they're all connected and they're worried. The greatest gift that we could give our kids, grandkids, and future generations is the opportunity to have the same opportunity that we had. And we're not going to get there with CRT and all this other stuff. And we need to learn the power of the word no. No, we don't need a rally in the street. We need to walk in, pull up a moving truck, walk in there, and kick them out. But we live in a compromised environment. These people are compromised. We need a season of whistleblowers. We need a boycott and boycott. We need to buy from my pillow. You buy everything you can from my pillow. Don't tell me I can go get it at Target for $20 less. I don't want to hear it. If you want to support someone that's doing something for you, that is spending his own money, but money where his mouth is, I certainly have. But if you want to do that, then go to my pillow, support Mike, use code CD21, save a little bit as well, but support Mike Lindell, support my pillow so that he can continue this fight. 
And if you replace your sheets, replace them with my pillow sheets. And if you see other things on there you like because he has a store, support Mike Lindell. Support him. And use CD Charlie David 21 and save up to 66%. I can't tell you enough how important it is for us to go forward in such a way that we create an opportunity for our kids and generations number know. This is our beaches of Normandy right now. The judiciary is compromised. It is compromised. We're talking 30, 40%. I see that 20% of the top of all judicial or defense or law enforcement departments are, are compromised. That's true. I bet you it's more than that, 30%. But it doesn't matter if it's the 20 to 30%. What matters is that the others that don't have the courage to stand up and speak up against it. And at what point we have a lawless society where they persecute one and let others go, like what they're doing with, with masks and mandates and everything else. At what point they do all of that, then you are at a place right now where we live in a lawless society. It's lawless. We don't have laws. We don't have integrity. We don't have a constitution. They're taking those things away from us. Make a decision. Stand by that decision. But whatever you do, you have to live with the consequences. You have to stand up. And if you fail to stand up, you got no one to blame but yourself for where the country goes. I believe we are at a turning point and a tipping point. We have enough evidence right now to prove massive fraud in massive states. I didn't get a chance to go through deviations more on the tech side or on the law side, but I'm just going to quickly tell you, if you have a deviation of what the process is, then you have breached the public trust. And if you are a legislator, if you are a leader, and you allow that to happen, however small or big, you will never get that public trust back, and you will have a hard time being elected, and you are pushing people further to the place where kinetics is going to kick in. And I hope that never happens. I never want to get to a place where I have to have, we have to have a civil war, or we have to do things with arms. I don't want to force our military against my, our military. I don't want them to use propaganda and lies in order to convince and to change the mind of others. I don't want them to use a vaccine and mRNA to change the disposition of people. I don't want them to be pushing things down our throat that could possibly lead to disease and other problems because the ultimate goal of some of these people across the nation, Bill Gates, is to shrink the population. I don't want those things, and neither should you. So learn the power of the word no and to stand up and let's stop eating our own. Let's all come together and let's unify under one goal, and that is preservation of and re restoration of the integrity of our nation. And that is going to have to take some, some big steps. That's going to have to take the church standing up and standing with courage. It's going to take people in the community standing up. It's going to take parents standing up and saying, I, in mass numbers, am going to unenroll my kids from your propaganda camp, from your training camp. If we do that, ladies and gentlemen, then we will win this battle against evil. If we do not do that, and if we do not have faith, and if we do not do the fundamental thing that I think we have to do as a country, which is pray, we're liable to lose it all anyway, so it really doesn't matter. You have a choice to make. We're at that place. I made my choice. I made my choice. I make, I make good choices, I think. And my choices are rooted in God's path. He told me what to do. And you could say, look, I don't believe in God. I know there's a few people on here that say, hey, look, I'm still a good person. I still want this, but I don't believe in God. And I would tell you, hedge your bets. Hedge your bets. Hedge your bets because, you know, I believe that the faith that you have to have, that things are just supernatural at times, and that the things that we're dealing with right now are very controlled and, and very purposeful, 
there, there's no other explanation other than that there is a greater being, there is a God, and that God loves you. And if you follow Jesus, I promise you, it'll be really, really difficult for you to not have success. Okay. I think that's all I got. I want to thank everybody for listening in to Conservative Daily Podcast. You can also find us on Apple uh, Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. Uh, we're on Pandora. Uh, what else are we on, Josh? You got a list for us? Yeah, just a second here. One second. I was looking for that and their bumper music. One moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you go to the Clay Clark's Awaken America and you use the uh, code FEC, that's Foxtrot Echo Charlie, if you use that uh, to buy tickets to any of the remaining deals, you will save 10%. Um, so if you want to go to and see the uh, the Freedom Conference with Clay Clark, pass it on to your friends. It's FEC is the promo code, and you can buy a ticket to attend. They have some VIP tickets. You'll get to meet some really good people. But uh, I'd like to say that Conservative Daily and FEC United sold that out for them. It's going to be really great. Um, I, I hope to see you guys later there. Okay, so let me just tell you where we are. You can follow us on Conservative Daily, Conservative Daily on Parlor. You can find us on uh, Telegram. You can find me on Telegram at Joe Oltman or at The Lefter Liars. It shows up under each, either one. Uh, you can see us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Podbean. We're on every major channel out there. We reach people where they want to be reached. We are on Facebook. I'd like to say that we're going to get off of that. We probably will in a very short period of time. We just know we have people that have limited resources and limited understanding of other tech platforms. So for right now, we'll stay in that battleground and do as little as we can to support it, but making sure that we're supporting it at least the best we can uh, for those people. So until next time, I am your host, Joe Altman. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And look, you have to stand in the gap and make a decision to stand up. Courage is much more infectious than fear.